Hello, I'm Catherine. And I'm Gail. And today, Catherine and I are welcoming you to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined, Vanessa. And we are so happy to have you here. We invited you today as this month's advocate on issues that matter to women. Your expertise is in the field of balance and fall prevention. And you're also a, a professional dancer at the age of 78 with over 45 years of physical training. Vanessa Kettler, you've mastered the right exercise for older adults and are going to talk with us about the unfortunate side effects of inactivity. You have strong views on the necessity of fitness for older women because you are committed to keep them from falling, a top concern for older adults. You also have a background in psychology and banking, and those fields gave you insight into the importance of women being heard. And I've heard you make a lot of lemonade. So please tell us how you got into the field and why it's so important. Well, my inspiration has been for the last 45 years has been, been to dance. Uh, I came actually from a background on Wall Street. Uh, I, I appeared on the business scene right at the birth of the use of computers and analytic investment. And I worked in that field for 10 years on Wall Street and then for another 25 in San Francisco. Um, but after 10 years, I actually had a momentous uh, uh, a moment of inspiration standing on Wall Street itself with literally thousands of people out for lunch and no one in the entire area had their arm over their head unless they were hailing a taxi. And I thought to myself, my goodness, these people are living a life where they never place their arms up over their head. And uh, it, it literally, it changed my life that moment. I moved into the field of dance and I've studied dance for a long time. I'm very involved in it. I continue to be. But then about 25 years ago, um, I had seen some of the effects of age on some of the people close to me. And in particular, I had seen the effects of what happens when people have a fall uh, and how their health can deteriorate so quickly after that. Uh, and, and that it is such a terrible shame that that happens. I decided to get actually into the field. This is kind of a funny thing, I think. I decided to get into the field of working with helping older people uh, exercise more because I thought, well, if I work with older people, I will always be the youngest person in the room. <laughs> and so that was that really was part of my motivation. Uh, and it's it, it's been an incredible, incredible journey. I developed uh, a lot of uh, expertise in the field of balance in particular and developed a number of exercises myself using my own background in, in dance and fitness uh, exercises that are very gentle. Uh, that are profound in, in the effects that they have. And they have allowed me to be as active as I want to and be more active than ever. Uh, I don't believe in a lot of the, what I think of as myths 
about aging that, that many people do believe. Many people seem to think that as you get older, you slow down. Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure why people think that because as you get older, you have a lot more time on your hands and you have the capability of actually for doing much more mm -hmm. because you don't have to work. I mean, isn't it a blessing not having to work and being able to, to really thrive in our older years? I, I know a lot of people who think of getting older as going over the hill. Uh, I, went to, I'll, I went to a birthday party years ago for this beautiful, young, vital woman who turned 60. Her husband had decided the theme for the entire party was over the hill, with a gravestone on all the napkins <laughs> and it, it i and i thought to myself this this is absolutely but many many people have bought into those myths mm -hmm. and as one of the things that i've noticed as we get older uh and my work goes through different focus uh areas as it develops and and one of the areas I'm really focusing a lot on right now is the element of stiffness mm. uh, and how it affects us. And as we get older, we get stiffer more quickly. Uh, inactivity makes us stiffer more quickly. It makes everyone stiff. Inactivity is actually... Right. It is as bad for your health. It has been evaluated as being as bad for your health as smoking or obesity. Uh, it has also been declared a worldwide epidemic. And this is for all ages. And uh, we certainly see the results of some of inactivity in our nation with the rate of obesity that we have. 40.8% mm -hmm. of, of all adults are evaluated as being obese in the United States. And we are not uh, alone, <laughs> although many other countries have very different, uh, uh, very different profile uh, for that. Uh, we are definitely less active and inactivity. The thing, and uh, the thing that I wish that people would, there are several things that I, I would hope that people would hear from my message today. One is that if you feel stiff, it's not because you're getting older, it's because you've been doing less. And, and if we feel stiff, if we feel like we're older, if we wake up and we feel kind of cranky and the key to it is to move, absolutely to move. And the thing is that as we get older, because we get stiffer more quickly, we have to move more, not less. <laughs> so, Are there any moves that you can recommend, uh, Vanessa? Oh, absolutely. They're wonderful, wonderful things. And I'd, I'd like to show, there's one uh, movement in particular that I would love to demonstrate for you. Please do. Uh, uh, but before we get to that, let let me uh, let me talk for a few more minutes about about some of the things that can really help us mm -hmm. to prevent. Basically, what we need to do, and this is this is true, absolutely true for women. It's also true for men, and it's also true for all all adults and and children as well, of course. But it's especially important for those older. And that is to get at least 30 minutes of exercise a day, every day. 
no days off. It's Christmas. We've got all these celebrations. It's a perfect today, day to go for a half hour walk to get away from all the commotion. Uh, it's very, uh, it, it is more instrumental in our health than probably any other single factor. And one of the things that as you see, as we're less active, we use one part of our body in particular far, far less. That part of the body is the core. So if we're sitting, for example, if we're sitting right now, as we're all sitting here, sit in your chair so you're just relaxed against the back of your chair. And I want you to notice something. So we're going to, I want you to now, first of all, bring your waist a little bit forward so you're sitting more forward. Put your hand on your abdomen. Now, sit back again in your chair and relax, and what happens? Your abdomen goes, it poofs out. And what happens, the reason for that is your core disengages when you sit. And getting older in many countries, and in the United States in particular, we sit much much more. And as we sit more, we lose a lot of not only strength in our core, but we lose the habit. We lose the habit of integrating the core in with everyday motion. So as you're sitting and, and bo, bo, you are all sitting so that you're a little bit forward in your chair. So your body's active. It's not passive. It's not sitting and going, Bleh. This is this. I think of this as dumping, and it's a very dangerous thing to do for your body because when you dump your body this way, the weight of your whole upper body presses down on your chest and stops you from being able to breathe properly. It has such huge ramifications, and the longer you sit in a position like that, the more the ramifications are are, are have an effect. Uh, generally speaking, I like to move at least five minutes every half hour. And maybe it's just to get up, to move around, stretch my legs, go get a glass of water, or maybe it's sitting in my chair, just moving around. It's not staying in one position, you know, stretching around, doing different kinds of things. We all know what, what these kinds of things you can do. Uh, I do wanna show you one position in particular that I've found very um, uh, uh, foundational in spine health and has the capability of transforming spine health. And um, I'll tell you a story about it afterwards. It's kind of funny. But in the meantime, I'm going to move my chair backwards a little bit. I want you both, I want you to sit toward the front of your chair and everyone, everyone watching today, sit toward the front of your chair have your feet under your knees, and we're gonna think about our legs like they're two covers on a book. And we're gonna open one cover up to the side and the other cover up to the side, 
and land with your ankles under your knees. This is a really crucial thing. Most people will have their feet out like this. I want you to make sure you have your knees right under your feet. It's the other way around. Your knees right over your feet. And then take your lower back. Your lower back is right here at the back of your waist. Take your hand, put it on your waistband, and then put your palm there with your fingers pointed down toward the chair. That's your sacrum, also known as the lower back. You want to have your lower back upright. From a health point of view, it is far more functional if it's upright. We want to avoid the lower back being tilted like this. Instead, instead of thinking of lifting the chest up, straighten out your lower back. And then take and bring yourself forward and up. And focusing straight ahead, forward and up. And then one more time, come forward, rest with your elbows on your knees or your hands on your knees. Rest and breathe into your lower back. Do not drop your head down. So dropping your head down would be like this. If you do that, notice your, the in integrity of your spine just totally collapses. Instead, you want your lower back engaged and your head in line with your spine. And just rest in this position. This is a jewel. There are certain things in the field of fitness that are incredibly positive for you, and that position for your lower back is one of them. And, and I notice you're sitting on a hard chair, not on a soft one. Is there a reason for that? Absolutely. You want a sturdy chair. These are chairs that my husband and I we found a, a set of dining room chairs in the basement of an apartment building in downtown San Francisco that someone was throwing away. Oh. And this is 45 years ago. They're the best chairs in the world. I love these chairs. A good solid dining room chair is, is great. Hmm. A folding chair is also good. Don't use a metal chair. It's too harsh on the body. That that concept, though, of the lower back being upright and releasing your spine in, in such a positive, beneficial position has great potential for anyone who has any problems with their lower back. It's wonderful for everyone. We should all sit like this for a few moments of every day, actually. The story I wanted to mention about it that's really funny is the way I discovered that that body position for exercise purposes was in remembering what my father used to do. My father used to get very close to the TV screen and used to sit in that position with his, with his elbows on his knees and I used to be so embarrassed by it. <laughs> and it turns out that my father always knew best. <laughs> never know. You never know. Isn't that funny? Right, right. So how, um, how can people, you know, find out about 
all that you're doing. And I know you write a lot of articles that are of use. Tell us about some of that. Yes, I, I discovered a new passion in life. I love to write. Um, when I, I created my DVD series eight years ago now, and I did all the film work, all the editing, all the publicity and the production, and they turned out really beautifully. Um, I have a wonderful story about those that I must remember to tell you. Uh, in the process of, of creating those DVDs, deciding on all of the exercises to include and testing them out constantly and thoroughly, um, I, 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 I went around and, and um, I, I spoke with many different people about many different things. And uh, it, it, over the course of 20 years of, of teaching exercise for those older, I've discovered many different, different issues of importance for us as we're older. And I started writing about them. Most of the things that happen to us as we get older we can either, we have a choice of which path we take. So if we, for example, if we've had a fall, after we have that fall, we have a major choice we can take in life. Most of us take the choice of being afraid that we're going to fall again and restricting our activities, taking fewer risks, being more cautious in how we walk, looking down at the ground more as we walk. I can often tell a person who's had a fall by the way that they walk. They'll walk looking down at the ground almost entirely. Those things, those restrictions and those habits um, actually increase our likelihood of having another fall, not decrease it. We have another choice that we can make in that situation. And that is we can improve some of the circumstances that led to our having the fall. So we don't fall again. And I, I tell you the most direct and easiest one of those is to improve our balance. So if you've had a fall and you choose after that fall, after you're recovered, even if you have hurt, not hurt yourself, even if you haven't hurt yourself, having a fall affects us very strongly. If you make the choice of deciding, okay, now's the time to start balance classes, then what happens is you've taken that experience and you've made lemonade. Boy, have you made lemonade because if you improve your balance, your quality of life, your feeling of self-confidence, your whole perspective about getting older changes. And we have that choice about everything about getting older. If when we're getting, if we're feeling like it's more difficult to get around, it's harder to walk. Um, we partly because we're afraid we might fall, but maybe also because our feet are not in as good shape as they used to be. Uh, or, or maybe we have problems with our knees or our lower back and it's become more difficult to walk. We do not have to accept the traditional uh, 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 role we think we'll have, the traditional path most people expect of being less active, not being able to walk as much, not being able to do as much, uh, uh, being at a higher risk for falling, we can make a different choice. We can decide to improve the health of our feet. <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> what a concept. 
anyone Anyone who is older, especially if you cannot reach your feet, should be seeing a podiatrist regularly. You should be going to a foot clinic to have your feet attended to properly, and you should do foot massage. If you can't do it yourself, hire someone to come in and give you a foot massage. There are plenty of people who specialize in that. And we can change that trajectory. That is true about almost everything about getting older. And I've written about many, many of those subjects. I've, I've written about, at last count, I wrote over 80 articles. Uh, when the pandemic hit us so hard last spring, uh, I wrote a series of about 15 or so articles that that uh, uh, were were really uh, targeting, trying to help people deal with being older, having to stay at home, uh, having uh, being afraid of what was happening with the pandemic, taking this point in life, and instead of getting nervous about it, uh, making um, steps forward in some way. One of the things that I write a lot about, and which I find affects many, many of us, are feelings of depression, fear, and anxiety, and what to do about that. Uh, I myself have gone through multiple times in my life where I've had uh, serious anxiety uh, issues uh, during the recession. Uh, my husband almost lost his job. Uh, uh, we, we were, my teaching was being cut in half and I was getting half the pay for what I was getting. And it was very, very difficult time. Uh, I, 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 I had also experienced, have experienced depression at different times in, in my life for different reasons. I lost my family quite early and have had some issues in my family. We can do so much about these things. And the key, I think actually the key to all of the issues about how our feelings can be overwhelming, plus any of the issues we have about stress, about difficulty, challenges, one of the keys that is fundamental in all of this is simply practicing breathing each day, including breath exercises as part of the 30 minutes of exercise you do every day. And if you have issues with depression, if you have issues with anxiety, see what happens. Put yourself on a 21 day test. Put yourself into a little test program. And the program is when you wake up in the morning, do five minutes of breathing exercises, and let's actually do one together right now. And the exercise is my favorite. It's called five, five, seven. You inhale for five, hold for five, and exhale for seven. The key to doing breath work, especially here, is in using a very slow exhale instead of whooshing the air out of your mouth. Instead of doing that, think of the air as a gentle wind. Let's take and do it together. Here we go. Breathe in for five. Hold for five. 
and exhale for seven. Are we doing it with our mouth open or closed? Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Let's do it again together. Breathe in for five. Hold for five. And exhale for seven. Let your breathing return to normal. That breath, when I when I practice that breath, I only have to do it once, and it changes everything for me. It's the best um, uh, way I have ever found for reducing anxiety. Uh, and, but there are many others. There, there are a number of breath exercises that Dr. Andrew Weil yes. uh, details and has developed that are wonderful. Mm -hmm. I. I love him. I love his work. Uh, uh, I think he speaks really well for, for a new age of health. Uh, and breath exercise to him is the most critical issue in a patient's health. Mm -hmm. And I believe it to be so as well myself. The problem is, you see, the problem is, unfortunately, most of us don't want to. <laughs> and they, and I mean, we resist, we really resist strongly, many, many of us, especially the times when you need to take a deep breath are often the times you're least open to taking a deep <laughs> breath. You're in the midst of rushing somewhere and having to get something done, or you're terrified, or you're really worried. And it's almost as if the feelings, the negative feelings get a hold on you and fight. You're trying to get through them. All I can say is, and this is about exercise as well as anything else. Most people, when they go to exercise, do not want to. <laughs> and that's fine. Uh, there are a couple of reasons that's fine. One is that exercise is really not set up for your entertainment. <laughs> it's set up for your health. There are a number of things we do for our health that we might not necessarily choose to do if we could do whatever we wanted to. Uh, isn't that true? How many would have Kentucky Fried Chicken every night? I don't think I would. But <laughs> nonetheless, left at our better purposes, sometimes we eat a lot of chocolate anyway. So, uh, <laughs> I, the, but the other thing, the other thing about exercise is expect that you won't want to. Just expect that and do it anyway. <laughs> expect that you won't want to breathe deeply in the moment. Expect that it's going to be hard to convince yourself to and do it anyway. <laughs> it will change. It will change everything. And it, it, establishing a consistent exercise regimen is is the single best thing any of us can do for our health any of us you know vanessa you had mentioned that you recently took a fall and broke your shoulder yes how yes. did that affect you mentally physically where, where oh. are you with it oh it was really terrible uh, it was 
I took a fall on January 6th of all days. Um, and it was, it was as things were going on in Washington and mm -hmm. I did yeah. something very stupid. I was walking backwards outdoors on the sidewalk. My friend had started talking to me about what was going on and I was all a, a Twitter and I wasn't paying attention. I walked backwards and, and I tripped and I fell, I broke my shoulder and I broke my wrist. I needed surgery on my wrist. Um, the, it was the most painful experience, uh, bar none, of my life. The, the first two months after that fall were incredibly difficult. Uh, it was uh, just in, in, intense pain all the time, mm. uh, especially from the shoulder break. One of the, the reasons I'm, I'm focusing more and more on the concept of stiffness uh, arises from the fact that many injuries and many difficulties come from muscle spasm, mm -hmm. and which is an intense uh, a, a tension and stiffness of the muscle. And in, in especially for my shoulder, the, the break itself was not the painful thing. The painful thing was the way the muscles had to respond mm -hmm. to the break. And those muscle spasms, anyone who's had muscle spasms like sciatica, uh, you know how intense those that pain can be and how unrelenting it is. You can't, you can't stretch it out. Uh, you can many times those kinds of muscle spasms ultimately result in uh, uh, spinal issues, in in the nerves of the, uh, at, at the root of the at the root nerves at the spine, uh, go being coming inflamed and being affected by the muscle spasms themselves. Stiffness and muscle spasms are uh, uh, together, I think, responsible for most of our 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 our, our problems. By the way, as a side, a very important side, anyone interested in that subject will find that magnesium is an excellent supplement to include mm -hmm. in your regimen just for those issues, stiffness and muscle spasm. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, may I ask a question? Because uh, what your, your experience reminds me about, can you tell, what can you tell us about bone health? Because I think many of us, don't pay much attention to our, our bones, bone health until we fall, until it really gets our attention. And that I think a lot of what you're talking about is can, you know, ways to improve bone health, but can you tell us anything else about that? Well, the most important thing about bone health is, is weight-bearing exercise. And one of the best ways to improve bone health is frankly from lifting weights. And I love lifting weights. I think moderate weightlifting is excellent for women. One study that I uh, recall reading about a number of years ago involved 95-year-old women in a six-week weight training program. All of the women improved their muscle uh, strength. Uh, ultimately, they will improve their bone health as well. Uh, I am much more in favor of doing things instead of taking drugs. There are drugs that help women for bone health. Um, being more active is I think the most important thing, but also getting the right supplements. And it is tricky, I think, 
Uh, calcium is incredibly important for women to take, as is vitamin D3. Uh, and and uh, it, it magnesium as well. Potassium is very important. Uh, I most of us don't get enough of those values in the food that we naturally eat, and I really advocate for a high quality supplement. Uh, and I I myself take uh, uh, those those in particular, and there are a number of others depending upon what issues are, you're dealing with. Uh, I'm not a big fan of, of the, the mass-produced vitamins that come in those huge bottles that are so cheap uh, because they've been on the, on the rack for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and the vitamins are, should be treated, I think, as food. And you want things that have been produced more recently than something that's five years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, but uh, I, I, I advocate that people find out more about, about that themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, far as, <clears throat> as far as falls and, and recovering uh, from what happened to me, uh, I'd say about a week after I fell, I started doing exercises mm-hmm. and I started uh, doing the dance things that I could do. I had my arm in a sling and my hand was in a cast and I did all of my balance exercises anyway. I did them very safely. I put myself in a position where I was right by a support, but I, 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 continued, I didn't stop moving. Mm -hmm. And the most important thing I can say, first of all, I am totally recovered now. Mm -hmm. And, and um, I'm actually in better shape now than I was before I fell. And uh, the most important thing that I can say for anyone who's had a fall, anyone who's afraid they might fall, request physical therapy sessions, get a good physical therapist, listen to them and do what they tell you to do. And in terms of my physical therapy, I did my physical therapy three times a day. And this, I did all, I was their A student. I did every single exercise they told me to do. And even if the exercise seemed counterintuitive to me, mm-hmm. and you know what? They were right. Uh, it absolutely, it completely healed, healed my situation. My um, uh, osteopath, my last uh, appointment with my osteopath, uh, he it was actually, I think it was at a four month mark after the fall. And he was absolutely floored at how well I had done. And when I told him that I was also doing the splits all of the time, he practically fell on the floor. <laughs> oh, Vanessa. As we wrap up here, unfortunately, we could go on for an hour or more. I know we, we, there's so much for you to tell us, and we haven't even discussed your dance career and all of that that you're doing. But before we leave, I do have a very important question to ask you. Yes, and that is behind you, we see all these gorgeous hat boxes. Yes, what's the story behind them? <laughs> well, the hat boxes. I'm actually going to going to move them all because they're, oh, taking, they're beautiful. <laughs> it's my dance studio, and they're taking up a lot of room. I needed to dance, but they hold. We live in a, a very sweet little house 
but the emphasis is somewhat on the little part. <laughs> and we don't have a lot of closets. And so I, I use hat boxes for storage. Wonderful. <laughs> and it's such a beautiful collection you have. <laughs> yes. So Just one more moment, please. Uh, I think you have you have something really special coming up in uh, is it Christmas time or January? Yes, thank you for mentioning it. Thank you. Uh, it is an event that I'm producing. It's on December 19th at 7 p.m. It's a virtual event that people from all over the world will attend. I'm hoping. Uh, and I, what I've done is I've, I'm, a, I've been a member of the dance community in Northern California for a long time, and I know many of the be beautiful dancers. And I've asked them to film dances in front of a common backdrop, uh, and as well to uh, interview themselves and speak about what has brought them to dance mm -hmm. and to tell us stories that they've never told anyone else. Mm -hmm. And there are seven of us, and uh, uh, this event is, I, I'm producing the entire thing, it's virtual, and you can get tickets on Eventbrite. Everyone can come. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be really wonderful. You're going to get to hear these these seventy year old women who it's like it's like it's the beginning of their of their their beauty, and they've already been beautiful for fifty years <laughs> dancing. They, these are these are incredible women, and and uh, it's really going to be pretty special event. And and you're going to send us a link so we can share yeah. them. And I'll be one of the I'll be one of the dancers as well. By the way, okay, <laughs> I'll be dancing to Duke Ellington, my favorite Ooh. favorite musician of all time, Duke Ellington. Sounds wonderful. And do you have a website? Uh, I do. What is and it? My website holds all of my 80 articles so you can go to it and then read so much about what you can do about any problem you have whether getting older has to do with it or not and the website is www.building-better-balance.com <laughs> the page wonderful. to go to is Balance News, but you can also buy my DVDs on the website. And this last thing I'd like to mention about my DVDs is that one senior residence in Santa Rosa during the pandemic had no other outlet for exercise other than my DVDs. Mm -hmm. They played them three times a week to their residents for a year and a half. <laughs> the results were so incredible I saw, I, they invited me to come and watch their class and they all looked so beautiful. One of them was a woman in her nineties who had severe scoliosis, who cured herself of it by doing my exercise videos. So they're really wonderful. If you have any issues with falling and want to improve your balance, please go to my website and buy my DVDs. <laughs> Thanks okay. so much, thank you. Thank well, thank you so much for being with us today, Vanessa. We really appreciate it. And the words of wisdom you've imparted are very important and crucial for our Women Over 70 community. 
Well, thank you so much for inviting me. It's lovely to see you both and meet you. It's You're doing a wonderful, wonderful thing. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.